Welcome to Talk Bridal to Me. I'm your host, Anna Muma, a pro makeup artist in the Pacific Northwest, and I am here to bring you guests that lay, slay, and relay. They lay the groundwork for their clients, they do their job well, and they tell you how to get the most of your bridal experience. If you're a bride and not quite sure where to start or what to do, or just need a little boost in your wedding planning, this is the podcast for you. Welcome. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Talk Bridal to Me. I am here with Brie Seger, and she is an advanced registered nurse practitioner and owner and medical director of Sculpted Medical Spa here in Deer Park. Brie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you were a nurse practitioner for nine years Mm -hmm. and then decided to open a medical spa. Tell me more about that. Sure. So I've been a nurse practitioner for nine years. Um, Originally, I worked in breast cancer surgery. Mm. Um, I did that for about seven years. The last two of that, um, I kind of started to get into aesthetics. I was doing um, part-time at both. And then um, I realized my love and passion for aesthetics. So I left breast cancer surgery. I went full-time aesthetics Um, about a little over a year ago. um, I just realized that I wanted to break away and do my own thing and opened in Deer Park and I couldn't be happier. Yes. Well, you've trained under some really high up people Mm -hmm. in your job. And I I know when I was just kind of like reading some of your information, you had a gal that said that you were the most competent and you were the top three of, let's see, what did I say? You were in the top three of another nationwide top 20 Mm -hmm. trainer, which is amazing. Yeah. And we get to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. awesome. What was the initial, like, was it just something that kind of fell into your lap with, this, with aesthetics or did you have somebody approach you about doing this or how did that even come about? It, I was so lucky. It's such a hard field to break into. Yes. Um, some people can try forever and not break into it. Um, it completely fell into my lap. A friend of a friend was looking to hire someone actually here in Spokane. I'm looking for a medical director and injector, and I interviewed. She wanted to hire me, and she told me to go out to Hayden Lake and um, take this training course. That's the person who um, was, I guess, really impressed by me. Mm -hmm. So she kind of stole me away from Spokane. Um, She actually offered me an internship, which I didn't realize getting into this field how complex it is. Um, Mm -hmm. It's only a two-day training course to get up and running, which is crazy. Wow. Um, so she is, she's retired now, but she was one of Allergan's top trainers. She's the pioneer of the industry. She's trained almost every single injector in the area. Um, she's incredible. So I, it was a really incredible opportunity. Um, I ended up training with her for nine months before starting to inject on my own. Um, had to drive an hour each way to get there, but it was incredibly valuable. And she's been a huge mentor for me. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Tell us a little bit, because sometimes I get a little bit confused when it comes to aesthetics. What's the difference between an esthetician and someone in your field? So totally different, Um, both equally valuable, but completely different roles. So I am a family practice nurse practitioner. Um, 
I, a lot of people don't know what a nurse practitioner is, um, different method of getting there, but basically there's nothing a doctor can do that I can't do. I see patients, I prescribe, I diagnose. Um, so I, I, uh, an esthetician cannot own their own, um, medical spa. So okay. I can own my own medical spa. I can be my own medical director. Um, very different routes for school. Um, basically I would say that in, in state to state, state to state, it very much differs in what an esthetician could do and even what a, a nurse practitioner can do. But in Washington, um, I can do anything I can inject. I would say I'm more medical, um, kind of facial structure, facial sure. anatomy. Mm-hmm. Estheticians are um, very knowledgeable about skin, skin care, um, skin health. Uh, their appointments tend to be nice and relaxing and <laughs> mine are always. <laughs> so I'm more kind of deeper structure and they're kind of more surface level. Okay. Yeah. So you would do more under the skin mm-hmm. and an esthetician would be more on, on the surface. Sure. And I still treat, you know, superficial surface stuff. Absolutely. Um, it's just an esthetician they can't inject um, mm-hmm. unless they have a medical director. Medical director, they can't do um, microneedling, deeper peels, that kind of stuff. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what kinds of services you offer. So I offer um, neurotoxins, which uh, Botox is the most uh, well-known, but I offer Botox and Dyspor. I offer dermal fillers, um, which replace volume loss. I have a treatment called Sculptra. Um, it's a biostimulator, so it stimulates collagen production. Um, I do microneedling, again, a collagen stimulator, chemical peels. Um, I have a machine called a Diamond Glow. It's a facial, and it's a form of uh, microdermabrasion, so deep exfoliation, extraction. And I have a couple lines of medical-grade skincare. And in the fall, we're just getting ready to buy a laser. I'm really excited. So it's actually a dual hand piece. One is laser energy and one is light energy. Um, But both machines will work on pigment, texture, permanent hair reduction. Uh, So very exciting. That is fun. (laughs) Do you find that you just like see all these new like tools in your trade and you're like, ooh, I want that. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, but I'm very cautious. I kind of let yes. other people try things out and yep. then see how they go. Um, that is one thing I will say. I will never bring on something that I do not truly believe will work people and I would for people and I would never recommend a product or service that I didn't truly think would work. So yes. I'm not one to jump on things mm-hmm. until I see proven results. Absolutely. And that's smart. But yes, there's a lot in this industry and it's very complex and there's a lot that works and a lot that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And as a consumer, people don't know. So they need to come to us for the advice. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I feel like I've seen advertisements and as someone in the industry, you probably, I mean, you obviously have that inside scoop of, okay, this is what works. This is, Mm -hmm. this isn't. But as a person coming from my own perspective, you know, I'll see this person advertise this thing and this, and it's like, what, what is the real thing? Like what is actually going to work? Right. And so it's so nice to have somebody in the industry where I can say, is this legit? Right. And is this actually going to do what I think it should? (laughs) Because lots of times it doesn't. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So tell me a little bit about the process during initial uh, client consult with you. Sure. So that 
kind of varies depending on the person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people come in as a new client and they're like, I want Botox. I've been getting Botox for years. These are the areas I treat. That's what I want. So we treat with Botox. Um, They're not really interested in hearing about other products or services. Yeah. Um, lots of times people come in, they've never had anything done and they're, they don't, they have no idea. They don't know what the treatments are, um, what the best recommendation would be. So we kind of go over their main concerns that they want to address. Um, and then generally I'll just kind of briefly touch on everything I offer, kind of what the service is, Mm. um, how many treatments are required, um, what the, you know, uh, downtime is and what the results will be um, can be overwhelming. It's a lot of information, but then we kind of come up with a plan together depending on their budget, um, aesthetic needs. Yeah. And, and there's a huge range that I can treat. If somebody has a smaller budget, we absolutely can find things to work and make them happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I need to come in and just be like, <laughs> what do I need? Tell me all the things. Everyone says this. I want this. Just lift this. Yes. Well, and I don't know if I had a dollar for every time someone came in my chair and was like, can you eliminate these wrinkles? I'm like, no, I, I don't I'll have to see my friend. Exactly. I'm like, that was nine months ago. Like, like we need to rewind time. Yep. And and go back and start a different regimen. Yeah, but absolutely. It's just, it's so interesting. All the things that can be done. Yeah. And I think a huge part is education and letting people know like, hey, you can change those things. Right. And I'll preface by saying you don't have to. Right. You know, I don't want, I don't want a woman to ever feel like, oh, absolutely. I I feel like I should be doing these things to my face. It's only if you want to. Right. But I definitely am a huge advocate for skincare Mm -hmm. and skincare. Huge. Whether you're going to get Botox or filler, like, you don't have to if you don't want to, right. but at least you want healthy skin. I tell everyone that, you know, if I only had one service I could use of myself, it would mm-hmm. be facials and good yes. skincare. Yes. And I always say, if you picture the most beautiful people, they have beautiful skin. They mm-hmm. might have lines. They might have volume loss, but beautiful skin, I think, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. in feeling yeah. good and just feeling your best. Yes. Are there other things that you educate clients on when it comes to beautiful skin? Like I feel like people be, people will often sit in my chair and be like, oh, I need to drink more water. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do X, Y, Z. Are there certain lifestyle choices that you feel are pertinent in helping someone's yes. skin be healthy? Absolutely. I mean, just generally living a healthy lifestyle. Of course, yeah. being dehydrated is going to dehydrate your skin. Um, you know, excess alcohol or smoking is going to wear heavily on your skin. Um, diet will contribute. Sleep, <laughs> stress, not all of those things are avoidable. But just, um, you know, working out regularly, mm-hmm. eating healthy for the most part, drinking lots of water, getting lots of rest, just in general. Absolutely. Well, and I know this is on like my list of questions, but now my brain is going down this <laughs> rabbit trail. Okay. Tell me a little bit about sunscreen because oh I feel like gosh. I feel like that's been stressed. Like, is yes. there one type that's better than the other, or is it just like you need to wear it no matter what kind it is? So yes, there are some that are better than others. Um, it's funny. My husband read something to me the other day. He saw on Facebook. It said. Sunscreen in your 20s avoids the need for lasers in your 50s, yes. which is <laughs> great. 
Um, sunscreen is so incredibly important. And I think people are beginning to realize that, uh-huh. but a lot of people still are oblivious. Um, I have people tell me all the time, you know, I, oh, I only wear makeup if I go out in the sun or I didn't put, or I'm sorry, sunscreen. Yes. Um, I didn't put sunscreen on today because I wasn't going to be outside, but people don't realize we're exposed to, um, the you know, sun rays all the time, you know, windows and driving. Um, so it's very important to put on. It's very important to have a good quality sunscreen. People will tell me all the time that there is sunscreen in their facial lotion or in their makeup. And that's just not enough. I don't care what makeup product it is. I don't care, you know, what moisturizer it is. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be strong enough. Um, People also don't realize that sunscreen needs to be applied throughout the day, mm. especially if you're going to be outside, especially if you're going to be in the water. So that's um, something I always talk to people about. I have several sunscreens um, that I carry. I love, love, love them. A few of them are tinted. They can absolutely replace a foundation, mm-hmm. concealer. Um, you know, people wear makeup to cover their flaws, which generally blocks our pores and causes more flaws. Yes. Um, and the sunscreens are actually good for your skin. They're Mm -hmm. hydrating. They have peptides and minerals in them. They're actually going to improve the health of your skin and protect it from the sun. Um, I have non-tinted sunscreens also. I have some that are in, uh, like a lotion form, some that are in a compact form. Um, those are nice because you can just kind of gently touch up throughout the day. You just kind of press it on, but very, very, very important. Yes. Well, and I was one of those people that was exactly the same as a lot of your clients where I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be outside. Mm-hmm. And I was educated in the not too distant past that <laughs> the rays can come through the window yep. and it's not just direct sunlight that can affect right, you. Right. It's all around us. It is. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. And the, the tinted sunscreens, I love it so I much. Too. Actually, my number one selling product is a tinted sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's obsessed with it. I put it on them and they love it. Yes. I haven't probably worn makeup in over two years. Um, I just put that on. I love it. There's kind of varying levels of coverage depending on which product you get. And by the end of the day, you know, before I couldn't wait to go home and wash my face. And now I don't feel like that. My skin feels healthy. It feels um, hydrated Mm -hmm. and, you know, among other products I use. But I do do love the tinted sunscreens. I have a tinted sunscreen on today. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Me too. And I just don't really wear like a foundation anymore yeah. because I just find that that's so much better. Yeah. You can breathe. <laughs> yes. My skin feels so much just like oh, yeah. relaxed yeah. and it feels good. And I yeah. don't feel like all gross by the end of the day. Yes. Yes. And talk a little bit about, because I know there's like the zinc oxide sunscreen and there's some that I feel like I have been pushed into maybe being afraid where the ones that are like the clear, like it starts with an ox. So something and the ones that don't necessarily leave the white cast Mm -hmm. are some better for your skin than others. Or I feel like some are like, Oh, these are carcinogens. Like what are the ingredients that are better? Um, just healthy ingredients. I would say, um, going to a consult and, uh, you know, learning about the different various sunscreens. 
Um, pretty much anything that's prescription grade is going to be good for your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, lots that you get over the counter is not so great. Um, as long as you're not putting body sunscreen on your face, then you're probably pretty good. Um, but just any, any prescription grade is going to be the best for you. Okay. Um, if you picture like a prescription medication versus an over-the-counter medication, the prescription is going to work so much better. And the same goes with skincare and sunscreen. Okay. So if someone were to get a prescription grade type of product, mm-hmm. is that something that they would get through you or another person that's in your field? Or they can how get would it somebody through me? Get they can get it at any med spa in town okay. has them. Um, some you can order online th- directly through their um, website. But yeah, any med- medical spa is going to have okay good sunscreen. This is so good. I feel like I could just answer, like ask you all these questions, be like, so is this an okay ingredient? I I feel like there's so much uh, information out there, whether it's true or false and you don't really know. And that's where the consult is so important. Yeah. And consults are free. There's, um, you know, you don't have to purchase anything. You don't have to end up getting treatment. If someone comes in and has the consult and they're like, okay, this is not for me, Mm -hmm. that's okay. And that's great. Yep. Okay. Let's break down a little bit of a rough timeline of procedures that might be good for sure. somebody. Sure. I would love to be able to say, okay, about a year out, we could do this. About mm-hmm. nine months out, we could do this. Um, obviously, these are things that people don't have to do. But if someone is interested, sure. what are some things that, say, a bride is getting married a year from now mm-hmm. that she can start doing now for her skin? So, of course, it depends on needs. Absolutely. Um, and budget and aesthetic desire. Um, I think that when you're looking at things that go in a series, you're mm-hmm. going to want to start that further out. So, for example, the laser and the light energy devices, um, you're going to want to start those further out. Generally, you get a treatment um, depending about every one to two months. Okay. Um, and generally, you need three to four treatments. So you're looking at maybe six ish months out starting that. Um, the microneedling comes in a series. Um, you kind of want to tighten, tighten, tighten your skin. So that's something you want to start further out. Uh, of course, if you're wanting to start doing fillers and Botox, you want to start those. I mean, you want to start it further out because each time you get treatment, you'll get a little bit better results. Yeah. But even if you're just getting one treatment of those prior to your wedding, I would say at least a month before. Just in case there's any bruising or mm-hmm. anything that needs tweaked or touched up. Um, generally, I tell people not to get anything for at least a month before, um, you know, plan it ahead of time. Yeah. Aside from facials and skincare, um, the Diamond Glow Facial, the, the type of microdermabrasion is amazing to get, um, you know, a week or a few days prior to the wedding. It's just going to leave your skin beautiful and glowing and exfoliated. Um, that's where you come in. The yeah. makeup will lay nicer, look better. They complement each other very well. Um, the chemical peels, you those come in a series, so you want to start those a little bit earlier. Yeah. That all makes sense. When you sit down with a client, do you kind of address certain parts of the face and say we could do this for this part, this for this part? Or do you kind of look at it as a whole or is it kind of a combination of the things? Definitely looking at it as a whole, a lot of times people will come in and say, for instance, I, I hate my jowling. I want mm. I want filler right here because mm-hmm. I hate my jowling. 
What they don't realize is we lose volume in our mid face, mm-hmm. which then causes everything to fall, which mm-hmm. causes those gels. Mm-hmm. So what they really need is a little lift in their cheeks. Oh, so it just kind of depends what they're looking for. Yeah. So they can come in saying, I want this fixed right here, but not realize that mm-hmm. they might need a treatment somewhere else. Yeah. So it's all about facial balancing. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people come in and say, I want a facial and sure we do a facial. That's great. But generally I have them, I give them a mirror and say, you know, what are you, what are your concerns? What do you want to address? Mm-hmm. And then we talk about all the ways that we can correct that. Absolutely. Well, and I know that we were talking a little bit before we officially started about dermaplaning mm-hmm. and the importance of that. And you mentioned that that was a good thing to do kind of mm-hmm. a week before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Yep. Okay. So dermaplaning, it's interesting because dermaplane tools have suddenly become popular to the general yes, public. Yes, they have. Um, and people, I have people come in all the time. Oh, I, I do my own dermaplanes. Yeah. Which is great. There is nothing wrong with that. Uh, basically, the dermaplane tools that people can get, the blades aren't very sharp. Mm-mm. Mine are actually surgical blades. Um, they're very sharp. They, basically, all people are doing at home with those blades is just shaving their face. Yes. And people don't realize that's not really the goal of a dermaplane. Mm-hmm. The goal of a dermaplane is exfoliation. Mm-hmm. So my blade is sharper. It's actually going to pick up some of the dead skin cells. Yeah. Bonus is we remove those little baby hairs. Um, I do a little mini enzyme peel that lifts up more dead skin cells after the dermaplane. And so it's just very, very exfoliating. Yeah. Whereas the regular derma or the at-home dermaplanes sure. are really just taking a razor to your face. Right. And having a professional or, you know, someone else do it to you, you get so much better results. Even when I dermaplane myself, mm-hmm. I can't do as good of a dermaplane to myself as another person could do to yes. me. So um, there is a big difference. There is. Well, and I've seen the before and after photos of people who have gotten them. And I'm yes. always like, what? They're like their glowing. Skin, <laughs> their skin is glowing and healthy. And yes. it's just, there's this new vibrancy. Yep. And I always tell people, I'm like, this, like, you're going to have these photos from your Mm -hmm. wedding for the rest of your life. Yes. And I don't want them to look back on their photos in in five, 10 years from now, or even after they get them and go, man, I wish I would have. The ultimate thing I would recommend for a bride, obviously, there's a huge range of things Mm -hmm. they can do, but the the Diamond Glow Facial would be amazing Mm. about a week before we call it a diamond glow literally you can tell when someone's had a diamond glow because their skin is just glowing when they leave um i love to combine the dermaplane with the diamond glow so we exfoliate with the scalpel exfoliate with the peel and then use the machine to exfoliate um so you're just getting triple exfoliation uh manual chemical mechanical Mm-hmm. And then you're extracting pores, reinfusing your pores with the hydrating serum. Your skin is just so smooth. You, oh, yeah. I always tell people, you're going to go wash your face tonight and not even believe that this is your skin because it feels radically different in one treatment. Yes. Um, and then, like I said, your your products will lay nicer. Your mm-hmm. makeup will lay nicer. You'll have an easier canvas to work with. <laughs> yes. One, well, I always want clients to be happy. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can see from a perspective and I'm sure you can and see the potential right? and go, gosh, I wish X, Y, Z. Right. Right. And not that people have to do it, but I, I think there's such a difference yeah. in how someone's face looks yeah. and 
it's funny when, you know, when you're pregnant because people say oh, you have that pregnancy glow. <laughs> And I'm right, like, well, right. let's keep the glow. Right. Like, like, let's keep that going year round. Like, why not? And it can just, it's just so good for your skin. Yes. So good. Yes. How can a client book a consult with you? So I have a really cool online booking tool. It's very easy. Um, my website's sculptedmedicalspa.com. You can go on, book yourself. Um, there's lots of ways that people can contact me. People call, um, text. Facebook message, Instagram mm-hmm. message, email. Um, I have a chat bot on my website. Oh my goodness. So there's lots of different ways people can reach out to me. Um, people can schedule on their own. If they're not sure what they want, they can call or message me. Yeah. Um, but really, really easy. Really cool that they can book on their own. I love this. Well, this was so good. Bree, thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Talk Bridal to Me. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe. And if you really liked it, we'd love a five-star review. I'm Anna Muma, and until next time, feel beautiful, friends.